AM790 Talk and Business presents Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And good afternoon and welcome to Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island, the newest one-hour talk show and entertainment program on AM790, your station for talk and business. And every Wednesday, I'm here with my co-host, Barnaby Evans, the artistic director and creator of Waterfire. Hey, Howdy, Barnaby. Barnaby. What a good nice day, huh? It's a gorgeous day. It's going to be good this Saturday, too. I, I know the weather. What, what is it, like 80 degrees, I think, in the it's afternoon? It's going to be nice. We're looking forward to a grand celebration with our friends in the Providence Police Department and with National Grid. That's right. I mean, so we've got a really kind of exciting lineup of guests here. Um, just so everybody knows, we are in studio with the Chief of Police, Colonel Hugh Clemens. Again, hello, sir. Good afternoon, Bronwyn. Thank you, Barnaby, for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of planning, haven't we, Hugh? We have, and it's upon us already. I can't believe it. And uh, Barnaby, thank you as well for the weather. Uh, you worked <laughs> on that, and it looks like it's going to come through. And we have also, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this, and you should know this because you've probably been seeing it all over the television, but our huge community partner, um, National Grid, actually stepped up to sponsor the entire full water fire lighting uh, this weekend, which is just such, it's really unbelievable, and we're so grateful. So we have Marisa Albanese, who is the Manager of Community and Customer Management at National Grid, right, Marisa? Yes, I am. Thanks. We're happy to do it. So happy to be here and uh, enjoy talking to you this afternoon. I really want to say from the standpoint of the City of Providence and the Providence Police Department, we can't thank National Grid, uh, Tim Horan, Marisa, Albanese for their uh, stepping up to the plate. We have very many business partners, clergy partners, social service partners in the city. And when we first started planning this event, National Grid stepped right up to the plate, and they've been a great partner for years. Uh, and I've been a partner of National Grid for years. My dad worked there for 37 years when it started as National Grid, and then later, I mean, uh, Narragansett Electric, and then later National Grid. So you've been great partners with the Providence Police. And and they're also first responders in many respects. You know, we have a storm that comes through, and, you know, they're they're looking for... They actually, they're usually looking for electricity before they're looking for your department. You That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, that, I mean, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've been doing a lot of planning with the National Grid Group as well. So there's two massive events happening. Um, National Grid is actually taking over the Washington Street Bridge and has got so many fun educational and interactive um, aspects uh, of, of what we're, the demonstrations that are going to be happening there. Marisa, can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. Um, you'll see uh, a lot of our presence over on the Washington Street Bridge. We'll have our um, partner, Rise Engineering, who actually helps us to go out and conduct energy audits in people's homes. Um, if you haven't had one and you're a National Grid customer, I encourage all of you to sign up for one. It's um it's no cost to our customers. It's it's covered through an en- uh, energy efficiency charge that every National Grid customer uh, pays on their bill. And it takes about an hour. It's not very invasive. But even if you don't decide to go through with any of the measures that uh, RISE suggests, some of which may be insulation or uh, air sealing, you, you walk away from the audit with uh, a power strip that helps you to, to attach all of your appliances at home and th- with one switch instead of going around the house and unplugging everything so you don't have uh, slate energy use from all of your appliances. You can you can hit the power button on that. Um, you have an LED bulb. You get some CFL 
light uh, light fixtures as well, and a lot of great tips on how to save energy. So that's just one section of the. the so booth. while people are down at Waterfire, will they be able to sign up to make appointments for this? Or they will. Okay, Pe- great. People can uh, visit our booth and they can sign up for an energy audit right there. Oh, fun! And then I I was reading about there's going to be an opportunity to take pictures with one of your bucket trucks. There is. Uh, we we do have a lot of uh, events. We've got over 850 employees living in Rhode Island, and you know most of them have grown up here and have children and um, our employees' kids and children in the neighborhood really like to take photos with the bucket truck. So we have a simulated photo booth. It's a it's actually a half front of one of our buckets, and kids can try on the vests that our workers wear and throw on a hard hat and take a photo home with them. You might have some future employees we there. We could. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this is something that will be very popular, right? I'm, yeah. Um, and then there's another thing that I don't know. This, this I found to be really cool, and it says it's just for kids, but because we have such incredible RISD students around us and we're such an artist community, um, there's a place to go and help us decorate some of these refrigerators that most people are getting rid of, right? And to make uh, artwork out of them. <laughs> we do. That's always popular. Uh, we have a lot of... Uh, we did have at one time an exhibit all through downtown Providence of refrigerators it, yeah. that had been recycled, and we had some RISD students help with those. But, uh, yep, kids and adults as well can come up and help decorate the refrigerators, and then um, I'm sure we'll have them on display at some point later. Yeah, and, and I know that National Grid, um, not only are we thankful at Waterfire, but you do a lot of work in the community. Um, and isn't that one of uh, kind of your credos is that you want to make the better a better community? In it is. I mean, you know, we've got employees who live and work here in Rhode Island. Uh, we also have employees who work in our Massachusetts locations that live in Rhode Island. And one of the our signature programs is called Power to Serve. And that's really our employees going out into the community and helping, whether it's a one-time event, like a cleanup at Save the Bay, or we have partnerships with the schools that are right in our footprint. So we have a great partnership with Gilbert Stewart Middle School and with uh, Charles Fort and Lima that are across from our gas facilities, and also with um, Lillian Feinstein School at Sackett Street that's across from our Melrose Street location. Yeah, and i got to say, I think this is such a perfect tie-in then to have the 150th police celebration or of the province police department along with what you're doing because I know as part of this kickoff celebration, Hugh, this is also kicking off um, a lot of the work and we're highlighting some of the work that you do in the community with the schools and really with um, trying to help, I guess, I know that there's a foundation you're starting. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I wanted to announce tomorrow night, and it will be in a uh, piece that the Providence Journal um, has agreed to do as well in the Sunday paper. I wanted to start once and for all the Providence Police Foundation, which will be called the Providence Police slash Community Foundation, which will uh, more closely tie the police department to activities of young boys and girls, young men and women, and community groups with the Providence Police Department. Uh, Many of the larger police departments like the NYPD, the LAPD, they have this type of foundation. This one will be slightly different in that we won't use it for uh, police activities training. It will be specifically for events and activities with the police department coordinated with these groups in the community. So Hmm. it's perfect marriage here, I think. Yeah, that sounds great. Actually, um, the colonel and I serve on a a board together so we've known each other for a while in that capacity of giving back to the community so it's nice to see that that you'll be starting that foundation and, and we do this on a regular basis just as an example as recent as last night there were three separate national night outs uh, they're done all over the country originally providence had one we now have three all over the city 
and National Grid was there last night. What's a night out? Can you explain? It's a night out where it, it, it's a the theme of the whole national night out is uh, they get law enforcement, all partners in the community, like National Grid, and they have a, a host of activities in a particular community, whether it's Providence, Rhode Island, Rhode Island or Phoenix, Arizona, and the community and neighborhood takes back their community. That's the theme of the night out. And it's about having people out on the street, and, and that's what makes a street safe. Is, and also, I think, knowing the police officers who are there, is, it's good to see them. So these, you've done a lot of things with students as well. We yeah. have. We have some pretty uh, unique mentorship programs that we've conducted over the last several years in the city. One I'll speak about in particular is a YPI. It's a youth police initiative right. where we, we uh, sign up maybe a half dozen, a dozen youth at risk in a particular neighborhood and we team them up with members of the Providence Police for a month-long period. They'll go through several sessions and uh, it's remarkable the turnaround in these young boys and girls, young men and women at the completion of the program and the relationships that it fosters going forward has really uh, turned their, their the mindset around about the friendship with police officers and these young boys and girls, young men and women. And it's community. more than the relationship. It's understanding the position the police often find themselves are and realizing what a resource they are and they're there to solve problems. I True. think sometimes it's, I think it's, uh, you know, I remember I did a ride-along with the Providence Police <clears throat> and you you realize what a complicated situation it is where everyone's got their own versions of the story and it's your job to come in and sort it out and keep safety and it's a an admirable job you, you all of you do, so thank, thank you. you. Well, I know it's been it's been great, and we're going to be coming back. I'm speaking again with Marisa Albanese from National Grid and Colonel uh, Hugh Clemens from our Chief of Providence Police, and we'll be doing the rundown of all the incredible events that you're going to see this Saturday and that you can participate in. Welcome back. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your station for talk and business. And we have been here talking to our friend Marisa Albanese from National Grid, the big sponsor of the Waterfire coming up this weekend. Um, we're talking to her a little bit about what they do in the community, but we're going to talk a little bit more about what people can expect to see and uh, participate in and learn uh, as they come to Waterfire on Saturday. And of course, we also have with us our Chief of Police, Colonel Hugh Clemens, and uh, a huge night for these men uh, in blue and women, actually. The 150th uh, being celebrated on Saturday. So two incredible groups here and a wonderful marriage because, again, Barnaby, you said this in the beginning, both first responders. Um, when we really look at it, when something goes down and something goes out, the, I know that we rely, like especially in the hurricane season and stuff like that, for the national grid to be there. And then I know you work so closely with the police department and, uh, again, share the same values when it comes to reaching out to your community. But, Barnaby, you had some wonderful questions that you were asking during the break. Well, I was just thinking of you know National Grid's commitment to energy efficiency and, and trying to you know, I think one of the perennial problems is people look at that initial cost of, say, an LED light bulb, but they don't realize that over the life of the bulb, it's a huge savings for them, and it, and it helps with the the amount of energy you need to invest in for generations, for electrical generation and things like that. Yeah. So 
I think you're going to have demonstrations of some of these LED bulbs, which you can get with the energy audit as well. Sure. There's actually um, a really fun, tangible uh, demonstration that people can participate in. Kids like it, but when we go to community events, I've seen adults uh, monopolize some of their time there, too. Uh, We have a bicycle and then a hand crank uh, bicycle, we call it. And it's a, a physical demonstration that shows you how much energy is required to uh, light up an LED bulb, a compact fluorescent bulb, and then a standard bulb that people might have in their homes. And sure. so you can really see the difference between maybe one crank of the bike lights up an LED, but it takes maybe 10 to 12 to light up um, a, a regular standard bulb. Exactly. And th- and these efficiencies, just uh, they save energy, they reduce air pollution, they reduce investment in um you know, the physical plant you need to make for generations, but they also reduce heating of the house so your air conditioning bill goes down. There's a lot of synergies of reasons for making this transition. There are, and, uh, you know, um, bo- the bottom line is people can save money on their utility bills, whether it's electricity or natural gas, and we rarely encourage that. Um, sometimes that doesn't make too much sense to customers, that we would encourage them to save money because we're the utility company. Uh, but really, it, it prevents us, as you said, Barnaby, from investing in large infrastructure projects that have to continually supply more and more and more energy. So um, it's really great when the community can come together and and save energy. Um, and we, we actually have uh, several community challenges going on across Rhode Island. Um, we've got a program called uh, Find Your Four, which is really designed, it's a, it's a behavioral program, and it really helps people to focus on ways that they can save energy. And you can sign up at our website. Um, they'll, that will also be present at, the, at our area in uh, Washington Street. And really people just make a pledge to find four ways to save energy. It can be something as simple as turning off a light switch when you leave a room to um, shutting off the power strip. Um, one, one of the things that we really encourage folks to do is everyone has an iPad, a phone, something exactly. that they plug in to charge overnight. And usually you just unplug the phone and walk away and that plug is still in. And so, and that's still using power. That's, still that's, using that's power. That's the point. It's, there's all this passive power use that you don't realize is being used by these yeah. Yeah. Speaking of charging things, can I just interject here? Because one of the um, last year when you came on as a season sponsor, you introduced as a service to all of the attendees at Waterfire these charging stations because people come down and they're taking pictures with their phone or they haven't charged up their phone. Right. And there's nothing worse than either trying to get in touch with your friend to say, meet me in Market Square, and your phone dies, or you're trying to take pictures and your phone dies. So what you all did was you created a solution to a problem, and people went gaga over it. Um, and so at Water Fire, I know on Saturday, but also uh, for the next three Water Fires, you will find um, charging stations positioned throughout the installation so that if you find yourself in that spot where there's only one bar or maybe no bars left on the phone, you can go to the National Grid Charging Station and charge your phone up, and you're good to go. So thank you for coming up with that solution. Oh, you're welcome. We're and it's a comfortable it. place. There are chairs. It's a, it's a very hospitable uh, yes, sort of Yes, nice place to relax while your phone yeah. charges again. So, again, all these wonderful things are happening. Um, actually, can we talk a little bit about your community assistance van? Sure. Um, you'll see one of our vans we have those across our footprint in uh, New England and New York, and they're um, uh, in the national grid colors, so the same colors that you would see on your bill, 
their uh, logo on the van. And that's something that we would use directly with the police department and first responders. So if there's a major incident in, say, in Providence, we might have the van in a particular neighborhood. And it's really a place where um, we can use it as a mini command center, but more importantly, residents who live in that area can come up and ask questions. They can, That would have a charging station with it as well. If they didn't have power, they could recharge a phone. And, and so we like to bring it to different communities right now to, to show that we have it, but that it's available for use during an event. Well, I, I know we're going to need it for this event because this event kicks off with, well, actually, I just want to put it out there. I know, um, Colonel Clemens, that there's something very special being done to say thank you to uh, our policemen and women. And that's happening before the event and for um, policemen and women and their families. And that's down in Roger Williams Memorial. So um, I know that we want to get the word out there so that if anybody hasn't heard about it and they're part of your family, essentially, to come on down. It's a picnic from 5 to 8. Lots of fun things for kids to do, right? Yes, and I think it's important. We are the largest and most diverse police department in this state. We are the capital city police department, and we felt it was important before this major water fire event to also as well have a separate event or uh, a mini portion, beginning portion of a pre-event down at the Roger Williams Green. And we found out while we set up that location that the first precinct house for the Providence Police Department was originally located right there on the Roger Williams Green. So it's fitting. It's perfect. And then um, just uh, to let everybody know that you should gather in the basin a little bit early. There's Before we even kick off the police celebration, I know that we are doing a Bolivian festival ritual, right, Barnaby? Yeah. Once again, we're welcoming our friends from the Bolivian community in Providence, which has a wonderful annual festival they do every year. And uh, I think they parade down from Smith Street and uh, come down and they will be doing uh, the Amara f- uh, fire lighting ritual where they've lit our fires in August for I think six or seven years now so we'll have Bolivian music playing and they will be doing a traditional Bolivian dance that's before sunset but on the stage but we do encourage people to come down early to Water Place Basin because when we'll be uh, lighting the fire in honor of 150 years of the Providence Police we will have 150 representatives from the police coming down and a torch Prometheia talking about this this uh, protecting the city for 150 years and honoring people for their service but we'll also they'll be they'll be led in by the Providence Police Department pipe and drum band which will be uh, playing as well it's going to be a, a, a very special um, spectacular opening and then I know the honor guard we, we talked about that as well Hugh they'll be present right being a large police department, we have a lot of smaller entities within the police department, so the pipe and drum band, the honor guard, the mounted patrol, as well as the motorcycle unit uh, with all the members of the Providence Police, 150 lighting torches. It, it's going to be exciting, and uh, we're very thankful to the, the group from Waterfire and very thankful to National Grid. I know Tim's looking forward. Tim uh, Haran, who's our president in Rhode Island, is looking forward to lighting the torches with you and participating in the parade. Yeah, then the parade will uh, go actually in two routes. So the the vehicles will be going along Memorial Boulevard, um, but the pipe and drums and the honor guard, and then you know you and all the other 150 torchbearers will be led through the installation, which should be pretty amazing. Um, then over the College Street Bridge, and uh, arriving in the ballroom, which um, again this is such a special event because we have. Not not had a ballroom, Barnaby, since 2012. 
Right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, So, so and it's one of Waterfire's most beloved uh, signature events. So if you're going to throw a birthday bash celebration and get people up and dancing and celebrating, I, I, can't, I can't think of a better place to do it than the ballroom. So um, I know that we'll be parading up there and uh, having a cake celebration. And tell everyone to warm up their voices, right, Hugh? Because our, our, we're singing happy birthday, right? Yes, we are, are going to sing happy birthday. And just to make clear, the ballroom's open to absolutely everyone. That's We're celebrating the 150th anniversary of the police, but it's going to be swing. There'll be dancing and uh, uh, lessons starting at 7, I believe. Seven yep, to dance eight. lessons start from 7 to 8 with Providence Swing. So the public is invited to come down, you know, get your dancing shoes on, learn a few new steps before the excitement begins. And then Roger Cerisi, who we'll be talking to later on in the yep, show. He'll be playing. He'll be playing. Um, this phenomenal singer named Tony Serbo, who we'll talk about a little bit later, will be playing as well. And then, yeah, there's going to be a very large party in the ballroom. But there's other things I wanted to talk about that are going to be there. And we'll we? just to finish that thought, the, the ballroom is at the intersection of Waybosset and Westminster right off of the Waterfire uh, area and Memorial Boulevard right under the, the Turks Head uh, building there at that intersection. And it's a grand event. Mm-hmm. So you were going to go to something else. Well, I was, was just going to say that, you know, also, I know we only have a minute or so left here, um, but uh, the Providence Police came out with this really amazing book. Um, I saw, actually, they highlighted it on the road show this morning. don't know if you knew about that. And I know tomorrow night there's a book signing, right, Hugh? Yes, at the Barnes & Noble bookstore in uh, the Warwick Mall. So I think there's just a couple more things to talk about with you guys. So can we bring you back for a few minutes after the break? Sure. Sure. All right. You're listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island uh, on your AM 790 uh, station for talking news. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. everybody you are listening to Waterfire ignites right now and in the background there you can hear some of that really foot stomping phenomenal music from Roger Cerisi of Roger Cerisi and the All-Stars and of course the reason we're playing him is because I know there's going to be thousands and thousands of people dancing in celebration at that ballroom on Saturday night and uh Roger Cerisi's been with us for quite some time, and I uh, think I'm just going to talk a little bit more to our friend Hugh Clemens and uh, Maurice Albanese, and then we're going to bring Roger Cerisi back on the line with us, all right? That'd be great. So, you know, Chief, again, I just want to go back to the fact that we're celebrating the 150th. This is such a big year, but let's get back to that. This is also the announcement of this foundation uh, that you're doing. Yes, and we're looking as a command staff to make this a legacy of our command staff where we closer, more closely tie in the police department to the community. There are many great sports and civic organizations within the community, but everything takes money. So we'll be looking to incorporate this 501c3, which we all know can take some time. But once we incorporate that uh, and we start building that fund, we already have a pretty uh, high-stature group within the community of Providence who have agreed to serve on this board, judges, community leaders, business people who have tentacles and ties in the community to, number one, help us build that fund, and number two, have the credibility to make sure that money is used wisely for the the right groups in the community. Mm -hmm. Uh, The police department will not, per se, decide who gets the money. We will have this separate arm, this separate organization that will decide once we build that fund 
where the money will go. And Colonel, this whole movement of towards community policing uh, is something that Providence Police has been doing for some time, but you get tremendous credit for the transition that's happened under your command as, as Colonel. Uh, the whole department has moved with it. I think you received a national award recently on, on all of that. We did, and yeah. thank you. The uh, NEACOP, New England Association Chiefs of Police, recognized yeah. the Providence Police for our comprehensive uh, community policing efforts for this last calendar year, and it was uh, no easy doing. It was a 28-page application. We have so many partners, uh, right. both on the law enforcement side, social service side, the business side, including National Grid, and it really is a comprehensive effort to improve the quality of life in a neighborhood uh, right. eventually in a city. And, and it's the police as partners in those neighborhoods, and I think people have been seeing it. I know I've been seeing it, and I think your leadership has uh, really led to a greater greater understanding of that transition. Thank and you, the, the foundation is a great addition to that and complement to that work. And I do know, and sorry to interrupt, Chief, but that this book, this incredible book of pictures and the history of the Providence Police Department, the proceeds from that are going to the foundation directly, correct? Correct. And, and again, this book signing uh, tomorrow night in Warwick, near the Warwick Mall, I said at the Warwick Mall, but it's near the Warwick Mall, uh, any proceeds uh, above and beyond the, the cost of stuff, the book yeah. will go towards the foundation. And it'll be for sale at Waterfire that night at the at the ballroom. Um, and it's a great book. I saw an advanced copy. It's got it some amazing It is a photos. fascinating book. I mean, if you're a City of Providence buff or a history buff, you'll really like this. And uh, they're selling like hotcakes, I might add. So, again, that, that's going to be happening in the ballroom. Colonel Clemens, it's been such a pleasure putting this event together with you, you and your entire team. You guys rock. Likewise, I, I mean it. You are fantastic. This event would not have taken off without Barnaby and Bronwyn. And, uh, well, and Marisa, National Grid. Sponsor, absolutely. And so talking about rocking and our entire Providence Police team that rocks, uh, I've got on the line with us that gentleman, Roger Cerisi, who you just heard a little snippet of uh, what you're going to be hearing on Saturday night. Roger, are you there? Yes, I am. My first online interview here uh, with the... Over the phone, so it's pretty interesting. You sound great. <laughs> <laughs> and Roger, we've we've had the great pleasure of having you play at Waterfire under the Turks head, um, you know, there at the ballroom for many years now, and we're so delighted to have you back. Well, we're delighted to be back. It's our tenth year in a row playing this great event, and we're honored to be there ten years in a row. Of course, they didn't have the ballroom events last year, but we uh, played a specially uh, exceptional event for uh, Waterfire Salutes. The veteran. So that was very, that was very cool on the Alex and Ani stage there. So that was that was a beautiful event, and um, proud to be back again, rocking the ballroom. Can't wait to do it. So yeah, Roger, you got the so it's Roger Cerisi and the All Stars. So right. who who are the All Stars? It sounds like I mean I'm, it was on your website. Boy, what a talented group of people! But there's a lot of them. Yes. Yeah, so who are they? Uh, name wise or or. Well, how did you get together? Because so I, I imagine that you had to kind of come and piece all of these different pieces and uh, members of the group together. Yes, um, uh, this particular group has been together for around 13 years, and uh, with pretty much the same, all the same uh, uh, folks in the band. And uh, I got out of a band, uh, another horn band. I've been singing with horn bands for like 15 years, and the. Um, uh, the band was made available to me. There were there were two bands that were called they were called um, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Loaded Dice, mm -hmm. and there were and there was uh, another band 
um, uh, that most of these uh, gentlemen came out of. And uh, an instrumental person that got us together was Swing Daddy, who was very instrumental and in, in, you know, in being the DJ sure. yeah. at uh, Waterfire Province. And, and unfortunately, you know, he, he passed away. And um, we are doing this in our own hearts and minds in his honor as well, because he's, he's a, he was a beautiful guy. He was instrumental, again, for getting us together, um, me with all these gentlemen. So it's, it's pretty spe- a pretty special thing, you know. Well, the energy that's on the stage when all of you are playing is just marvelous, and I think it's a perfect marriage for this the event we're doing, Honoring the Police. And uh, I'm enjoying uh, thinking about it right now, but I'm inviting everyone down to have a great time dancing and uh, just talking about what's the best in the city of Providence. Yeah, yes, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go, you go ahead, Roger, sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah um, what we try to do as a band, we did all those years, and reinvent ourselves, keep the energy up, you know, even though it's it's swing night, they call it Providence Swings. We we try to reach out to all the different age groups that are, you know, that are there. I mean, everybody, you know, people there from ten to to ninety. You know, not only there there are a lot of dancers and swing dancers from from the different swing communities through Connecticut and Rhode Island, but there's younger folks, and it just amazes me that they just love the music that we play. I mean, a lot of those kids in their teens. And, and college kids, they're not really exposed to that kind of music. But when they are, they just they just go crazy over it, you know? So have, you, really, yeah, have you always been in love with this mu- music from the 50s and 60s? Oh, what's that again? I'm sorry. Have you always been in love with the, this style of music from the 50s and 60s? Yes, 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up as a, you know, a rock and roll drummer and, and um, you know, and playing in show bands and playing all over the, all over the country and... And uh, so my roots are heavy into the, you know, 60s, 50s, 70s, um, and and and, uh, and so forth. So, and, and so. One in, Roger, one interesting thing that always intrigues me is there are a lot of great musicians and session men uh, out of Rhode Island, and always have been. It's, it's been a quite an active uh, state in terms of music. Oh yes, is I mean the blues community is 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 huge. You know the rhythm and blues jump, you know jump blues community. Is is really prevalent in, in in Rhode Island, you know, the Westerly area, the Providence area, you know. I mean, my guys uh, and the band have have played with with everyone from, you know, Otis Rush, Albert Collins, Boss Gags, you know, BB King. They played, uh, you know, shows with them and and some of the great, you know, like Luther Guitar Johnson, Clarence Gatemont Brown. I mean. Room full of blues, of course, that's a staple in, in, in Rhode Island for the blues community. Duke Robillard, and a lot of these gentlemen have played uh, with some of these with some of these bands and performed with some of these bands throughout the country and out of the country, of course. You know, yeah. they're big stars. I'm only the singer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> well, the band is really tight, though. It's got great energy, great rhythm, a lot of fun. You can tell they're having as much fun as the dancers out on the floor. So we're always delighted to have you there. Yeah, well, what's great about it is, like, I like, you know, we, we, you know, we connect with the people, you know. The horns will go out in the crowd, I'll whoop up the crowd, you know, uh, Rob Nelson on that guitar will do his thing, you know, and, and, um, you know, we, we connect with the people. We just, we're just not standing there and just playing the songs. We feel it because it's what we love to do. A lot of bands that are out there, you know, they're just doing stuff because maybe they want to make some money or it's, they think it's the coolest thing to do, but, we believe in what we do. That's why we come off, you know, with an authentic sound. Everything we play, we love to play. 
Does that make sense to you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> I, no, it shows. I mean, you see it. And I know the, 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 the men and women in blue for the Providence Police will be really enjoying your music. And uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of crossover there as well. That's the sort of music that many of the police officers would have uh, grown up with. And it's, oh, yeah. They'll, they'll, have, they'll really enjoy the music. Yeah. So, if but, not, they can just... If they don't enjoy the music, they can, you know, just lock us up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen, Roger. <laughs> and what but is, don't throw away the key. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about, or your favorite part about playing at Water Fire? Do you have any good Water Fire stories? I just have, yeah, the, the Water for, Fire stories I have is just seeing the, you know, the different age groups just, you know, loving the music, you know, and dancing no matter if they heard the music before or if not, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see and to perform in front of. Everybody's not only on that gigundo dance floor, but everybody in the, in the back of the city, they, you know, they just, they just love the music, you know, and, uh, and it just energizes us as, as musicians and artists. And, you know, and also through the, through the years, you know, you know, having the different mayors come up, you know, and playing with the, with the different sponsors, you know, TD Bank and and um, and all all the sponsors that we played with through the years, and it's it's been fantastic. You know, I, I got to meet to meet great people, the staff, uh, and and that for Waterfire is just you know second to none. They're well, Roger, nice we are so excited that you're going to be with us on that stage. Anybody who wants to find out the schedule of the ballroom, go to waterfire.org, look at the schedule page, and Roger, we're playing out with you right now, so. Everybody else will be back. And Roger Cerisi, thank you so much for calling in, and we cannot wait to see you on Saturday. All right. And hello, hello, hello. You are back here at Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your station for talking business. And we have been having a great, great conversation, or a few great conversations. Uh, Marisa Albanese from National Grid, the sponsor of uh, this weekend's full lighting. And then our Colonel Hugh Clemens from the Providence Police, because we're celebrating 150 years of the Providence Police. And then we just talked a little bit to our favorite swing guy, which is Roger Cerisi. But he's actually swinging in a little bit of rock and roll and a little bit of everything, don't you think, Barnaby? A little, bit of, blues, all, a little yeah. bit of blues, everything. He's a very accomplished band. Yep. So we had to cover a lot because there, and we didn't, I think what we should do as we wrap up the show is we covered some things happening this Saturday, but there are a lot more. Barnaby, can you fill us in? Well, we mentioned about the Bolivians, but also um, we have, uh, Tony is going to be singing. Um, so Tony Serbo. Tony Serbo will be singing at the um, the at the ballroom. Yeah, can the I just say too about Tony? If people haven't seen him, yeah. um, he is—he's really phenomenal. He's kind of like a cross between a Sinatra and a Buble, and he's kind of got that—that kind of swingy feeling to him. And he he's plays with the Capitol Girl a lot. I saw him last Friday. He was awesome. Yeah, so he's—he's he's very good. Uh, uh, looking forward to to seeing him, and he'll be playing with the band as well, right? With the with no, he's going to be playing. So it'll go Roger Cerisi, then Tony Serbo, then Roger. Okay, Stockton, so we'll go back and forth. Tony, yeah. Okay. 
And then we also have another area for people who are interested in music and dancing, which is over on Steeple Street. The Steeple Street music stage will be going. Yeah, thanks to Geico and Fat Bellies. Geico's and Fat Bellies, exactly, are our sponsors there. And uh, Grupa Sazo is going to be playing. Salsa and Merengue. And uh, Jesus does a wonderful job there. It's a really another great band. There's uh, just wonderful music. I think he played with us last year, yes. if I remember oh, correctly. Absolutely. And that street was full of people salsa dancing. And Steeple Street's a little bit smaller than the ballroom. Or a lot smaller. But yeah, uh, yeah, th- smaller, th- yeah. yeah there's going to be activity everywhere. And um, what else, Barnaby? Isn't that enough? I think we're going to light some bonfires, too. We have a Prometheia where we'll be honoring uh, 150 of the police officers for the lighting. Mm-hmm. That'll be in Waterplace Space and get there early. Uh, I would get there before quarter of eight to get a position. Yeah, and you know, it's something that I was just thinking about because I, I believe I saw something come out by the Department of Transportation about there's a real lot happening in the city this weekend. So b- the Bolivian Festival, this massive water fire, the Foo Fest is happening. So I think if everybody wants to try to plan not to come down to arrive just around 7.30 or 8 o'clock when all this is, you know, when they think the fires are being lit, but try to get down there a little bit earlier because, again, you got National Grid on Washington Street. That's at 6.30. We've got the Arts Festival platform on Washington Street as From well. From 6 o'clock on, yep. So if you can get down there early, you'll be able to kind of just ease into parking, ease into some of these things. Again, be aware that some of the streets might be blocked, so don't get frustrated, and this is why you might want to take your time. On well, and also come down early and go by the Foo Fest. The Foo Fest is on Empire Street with AS220. It's a all-day and into-the-evening event. It's a fascinating collection of art and other projects. Uh, recommended as well as the, all the AS220 sites will have things. There's something else happening as well with is there another event? I think you hit it all. Okay. Yeah. The next day is the Dominican Festival. It's the next day, right. Yeah, so what a busy weekend. Huh? Well, you know, that's what makes a city a great city. There, There's a lot going on, and that energy, we're pleased to, to do our part, but to partner with all these groups. And the Bolivian Festival will be in the Skating Center both Saturday and Sunday. Yep. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Thank you, Marisa. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Roger, if you're listening. And Barnaby, of course, always thanks. Thanks to you. Well, thank you. Everyone have a great evening, and I hope to see you down by the river on Saturday.